Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about appendicitis and as always you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com or in the general surgery section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. Appendicitis is inflammation of the appendix. The peak incidence of appendicitis is in patients aged 10 to 20 years old. And it can occur at any age, but it's less common in young children and adults over the age of 50. Let's talk a bit about the pathophysiology. The appendix is a small tube that arises from the cecum, which is part of the large bowel. It is located at the point where the three tenia coli meet. The tenia coli are longitudinal muscles that run the length of the large intestine. There is a single opening to the appendix that connects it to the bowel and this leads to a dead end in the appendix. Pathogens can get trapped due to obstruction at the point where the appendix meets the bowel. Trapping of pathogens leads to infection and inflammation. The inflammation may proceed to gangrene and rupture of the appendix. When the appendix ruptures, fecal contents and infective material are released into the peritoneal cavity and this leads to peritonitis which is inflammation of the peritoneal lining. Let's talk about the signs and symptoms. The key presenting feature of appendicitis is abdominal pain. This typically starts as central abdominal pain that moves down to the right iliac fossa, or RIF, within the first 24 hours, eventually becoming localised in the right iliac fossa. On palpation of the abdomen, there is tenderness at McBurney's point, and McBurney's point refers to a specific area one-third of the distance from the anterior superior iliac spine, or ACIS, to the umbilicus, or the belly button. Other classical features of appendicitis are loss of appetite, which we call anorexia, nausea and vomiting, a low-grade fever, Rovsing's sign, which is palpation of the left iliac fossa causing pain in the right iliac fossa, guarding on abdominal palpation, rebound tenderness in the right iliac fossa, and this is where the pain increases when you suddenly release the pressure of deep palpation, and the pain of releasing the pressure is worse than the pain of the actual pressure itself, and percussion tenderness, and this is pain and tenderness when percussing the abdomen. Rebound tenderness and percussion tenderness suggest peritonitis, which is inflammation of the peritoneal lining, potentially indicating a ruptured appendix. Let's talk about the diagnosis. Diagnosis is based on the clinical presentation and raised inflammatory markers. Performing a CT scan can be useful to confirm the diagnosis, particularly where another diagnosis is more likely. An ultrasound scan is often used in female patients to exclude ovarian and gynecological pathology. Ultrasound can also be useful in children where a CT scan is less appropriate due to the dose of radiation. Appendicitis is mostly a clinical diagnosis, meaning it's based on the signs and symptoms rather than a diagnostic test. Where the diagnosis is unclear, a period of observation can be used with repeated examinations over time to see whether the symptoms resolve or get worse. When a patient has a clinical presentation suggestive of appendicitis but investigations are negative, the next step is to perform a diagnostic laparoscopy to visualise the appendix directly. 
the surgeon can proceed to appendicectomy during the same procedure if indicated. Let's talk about the key differential diagnoses of appendicitis. Firstly, ectopic pregnancy. Consider ectopic pregnancy in females of childbearing age. This is a gynecological emergency with a relatively high mortality if it's mismanaged. Performing a serum or a urine human chorionic gonadotrophin or HCG can be used to exclude pregnancy. And this is essential in any female of childbearing age presenting with unilateral pelvic pain. Ovarian cysts are another differential. And ovarian cysts can cause pelvic and iliac fossa pain, particularly when they rupture or there's torsion. An ovarian cyst can be investigated with an ultrasound of the pelvis. Another differential is Meckel's diverticulum. Meckel's diverticulum is a malformation of the distal ileum that occurs in approximately 2% of the population. It's usually asymptomatic and does not require any treatment. However, it can bleed, become inflamed, rupture or cause a volvulus or intersusception. And the final differential we'll talk about is mesenteric adenitis. Mesenteric adenitis describes inflamed abdominal lymph nodes. It presents with abdominal pain, usually in younger children, and is often associated with tonsillitis or an upper respiratory tract infection. No specific treatment is required for the mesenteric adenitis. A tom tip for you, when seeing female patients of childbearing age, assume they are pregnant until proven otherwise with a pregnancy test. This is especially important in patients with abdominal pain where an ectopic pregnancy is a key differential diagnosis or where you're requesting CT scans or x-rays. A serum human chorionic gonadotropin or HCG is typically part of the normal abdominal pain blood panel when you're clarking patients in A&E. Let's talk about appendix mass. An appendix mass occurs when the omentum surrounds and sticks to the inflamed appendix, forming a mass in the right iliac fossa. This is typically managed conservatively with supportive treatment and antibiotics, followed by appendicectomy once the acute condition is resolved. Let's talk about management of appendicitis. Patients with suspected appendicitis need emergency admission to hospital under the surgical team. Removal of the inflamed appendix, an appendicectomy, is the definitive management for acute appendicitis. Laparoscopic surgery is associated with fewer risks and a faster recovery compared to open surgery, which is called a laparotomy. There's a few complications to be aware of of an appendicectomy. And these include bleeding, infection, pain and scars, damage to the bowel, bladder or other organs, removal of a normal appendix, the risks associated with the anaesthetic and venous thromboembolism, such as a deep vein thrombosis or a pulmonary embolism. A final Tom tip for you, older children, for example those aged above 10 years, will often be managed by adult general surgical teams at local hospitals, provided there is a paediatric department in the hospital. This means you may end up visiting the paediatrics wards whilst on your adult surgery rotations. It's worth making friends with the paediatric doctors and nurses, who can be very helpful if you're unsure about pain relief or IV fluid prescriptions in children as this is quite different to adults. So thanks for listening to this episode on acute appendicitis. 
As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about bowel obstruction.